Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair All-Americans as a part of the Armchair Media Network. Students have begun returning to campuses, and to put it lightly, it doesn't look good for college football season. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the doctor the SEC has been trusting heading into the season. And with me, once again, is AJ. I'm the Texas A&M and or Missouri of this podcast, Marchese. Okay, that's the meanest fucking thing you've ever said to me. And you insult me frequently. <laughs> That's kind of what the show's based around. It's more more so off the podcast. <laughs> Today, we'll be finishing our summer scouting series with prospects from the elite of the elite conferences, the SEC. Let's hit it. Seven. 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 Seven rounds in heaven with my baby driving on. To Cleveland, maybe looking for a Lawrence or Sewell. Don't draft specialists on the first day. Don't draft specialists on the second day. Maybe draft a punter in the six. We'll see. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. At the end of May, Armchair Media signed off on a year-long network sponsorship deal, allowing the company to grow our podcast and video network into new local sports communities. Following the senseless murders of Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, and countless other black community members at the hands of police officers, we want to ensure we do what we can to make a tangible impact on those communities as we grow. Armchair Media will be issuing four or $500 scholarships per semester to aspiring black creatives. If you've ever been dismissed as having an unrealistic career path, if you've ever butted heads with parents or teachers because they don't recognize exactly what you want to do with your life, if you have feared to express yourself or put your work into the world due to potential backlash, we strongly encourage you to apply. We recognize that there are creatives out there who may have bypassed college to pursue other avenues, who didn't get into college because their passions didn't translate to collegiate testing, or who did not have access to the financial means to pay for college. This is why there are only three requirements for eligibility. Be a black creative, be under the age of 21, and submit a project to scholarship at armchairallamericans.com. That's scholarship at armchairallamericans.com. As sports keep coming back, so does your chance to bet on them with our exclusive wagering partner, betonline.ag. Baseball thinks it's going to keep playing. Who knows? At least bubble basketball and bubble hockey are working, and the playoffs are here. So I'm making up my own bet online ad read now. Bet on those, because higher stakes, higher reward. Here's your bet tip of the week. Put $20 on the Calgary Flames, or was it the Dallas Stars? One of the two, to win the Western Conference Finals and cash in for $500 or something. That's uh, your tip of the week from Cam Fleming, friend of the show. Oh, oh, oh! Friend of the show tip. I like it. Yeah, that's a, that's a new thing uh, I'm working on. Um, and also, another friend of the show, 
Tune in as Floyd Money Mayweather joins the Bet Online team in a new segment called The Ice is Right, where he talks about his expensive jewelry collection. He'll give you the chance to win some great prizes and bet on the cost of his bling. Visit betonline.ag today to check out all the odds and up-to-date sports news. Don't forget to sign up and take advantage of all the welcome back to sports bonuses. Bet Online, your online wagering experts. Uh, okay, we got a little news before we jump into our final summer scouting series for the definitely going to happen SEC football season. Uh, a couple more opt-outs and or declarations. You be the judge. Uh, this week, we got Colorado State wide receiver Warren Jackson, Oklahoma running back Kennedy Brooks, and LSU DB Kerry Vincent. Uh, all three opted out. Vincent and Jackson are confirmed preparing for the 2021 NFL draft. Um, no word on what Kennedy Brooks's next move is, but I think uh-uh. Warren Jackson is the most intriguing one strictly because that's our first G5 guy to kind of make this move mm-hmm. and a guy who I think isn't a top 100 guy really to anyone. He, like, yeah, I don't, I don't think so. Like he's uh, to me when we, when we um, did the Mountain West show, I think we both kind of felt, at, he he needed a big season um, yeah. to kind of lots be a, of potential yeah definitely but at, at this point like I think he's a late day three guy sixth seventh round mm-hmm. um, me too would would need a big combine needs to run really well because he's not a great runner great frame ridiculous catch radius flashes some impressive body control makes some wowza mm-hmm. contested catches but so I think seeing seeing a guy with not maybe the same clout as some of these other prospects make the move. Uh, I I wonder if it'll start kind of paving the way. We've seen even a couple of the G, better G five guys are now starting to transfer. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, do you want to do where we stand on uh, if we think the season's going to happen? Just get this out of the way. Our one to ten scale or zero to ten, I guess. Yeah, and uh, perfect. This is actually the train scale. Oh, sponsored by the train. We're What's sponsored on the train by the train? Today? Every time the train go, goes through. Uh, we have to update our confidence on whether or not the college football <laughs> season will happen. So, AJ, sometimes, where are you at? Sometimes just in the middle of the night, I'll wake you up and you, you say, three. Oh. It's, yeah, I don't know. Three seems, yeah. Okay. No, no, no. That, that, was, that was a couple weeks ago. Uh, today, I'm going to say, what was I, two and a half last week? Uh, 1.75. That's pretty high. Um... <clears throat> I'm the optimist. I think the ACC is not happening for sure. I give the ACC a zero. Well, yeah, North North Carolina just put every class online today. So, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna okay. I give the SEC and the Big Twelve a one each. But <laughs> Bowlesby, Bowles, Bowsby, Bowlesby, the the Big Twelve commissioner seems very set on the season. He does more and, so than uh, Sankey with the SEC. True. It does mean more in the SEC, though, Rob. We all know that. But everything's bigger in Texas. Oh. So. See, this, this is going to be an interesting clash as we get uh, two weeks. To, I don't know, man. When's, uh, when's like, the first game supposed to be now? Like, uh, like, like September s- 20th or something? No, the, fir- the first scheduled game are September... The first Saturday of September, September 5th. There's a game scheduled for them. Oh, that's so weird. Yeah. Oh, the, 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 those are the Big 12 like non-cons, right? Yeah, like... Like 
the know. Iron Skillet and stuff? I don't know. No, the Iron Skillet, I think, is the next weekend. The SEC is not supposed to start till September, like, 26th. Yeah. Yeah. There's, like, weird games on September 5th. There was, like, North Texas playing, like, the Citadel. I don't know. <laughs> Houston Baptist is going to have a full uh, schedule before uh, <laughs> before October 1st. Point being, I don't think college football is happening. Um, and I'm no, sure we will either. have a bunch more guys declare in the next, I don't know, two weeks. Mm-hmm. And probably throughout the year, even. You know? Yeah, that's gonna be yeah, for sure. I mean, we still see other athletes opting out right now too, like in, the, in professional sports, right? So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So and, and these guys aren't getting paid, so even more of a reason not to play. The NCAA fucking us all in the end. It's a new catchphrase. Okay, let's talk about the SEC. Let's talk about yeah. the draft prospects. Um, the many of them, lots and lots of. Uh, Offensive guys, not as many defensive guys as I, as I was hoping. Maybe mm-hmm. it, like a, a bit of a down year for the for the SEC, but they all emerge, Rob. That they're they're loaded with five stars, baby. Yeah, they'll all the emerge this happens. season. You're correct. <clears throat> as the season keeps happening, they'll emerge. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's start with the quarterbacks, which I think is a very interesting conversation. Um, lots of guys who've been around college football for a while. Um, <laughs> No, I don't think there's any clear number one quarterback prospect in the SEC. I think there's three guys vying for the spot, uh, and each has their own big kind of question mark, and each is going to use this season that's happening to kind of break out of being maybe a day three guy and, and fight for that top 100 selection. So I got to ask, who'd you, who'd you come away with as your quarterback one from the SEC? So um, I have the three top guys that I think are consensus. I almost struggled saying that. Uh, pretty close. But I gave the nod to Mississippi State's newly quarterback, okay, KJ Costello. Me too. And it's because I think, like, first of all, he needs the this season. <laughs> or else he won't be the first taken. Of well, the three. all three of them need this season. Uh, yeah, that's, that's true. Uh but he's got the highest upside. That's why I gave him the the nod there. And I don't have a, I have like mid day three grades on all three of them. Yeah, to be I, I, I don't have day two for any of the SEC quarterbacks. I have no. I have Costello and Jamie Newman really, really close, and then Kyle Trask, um, just behind in third. I I have Trask and Newman really close, and I have Costello like a smidge above them too. But I do think it's a really interesting conversation because again, obviously Costello grad transfer from Stanford to Mississippi State, Jamie Newman's grad transfer from Wake to Georgia, and then mm-hmm. Kyle Trask is a guy who started last year as the backup quarterback at Florida, hadn't started since yeah. high school or since before high school because he was De- yeah. Dear King's backup in high school. And then he he comes out of nowhere, and and so I, I, I that's part of why all three of them like Costello's coming off an injury riddled season at Stanford where his yeah. stock just plummeted. Jamie Newman's coming from a really weird Dave Clawson, well I guess Dave Clawson called plays, but they, like the the system they're running at Wake, um, and he he's got a lot of accuracy questions, but just yeah drenched in physical tools, and then Trask is like. He just came out of nowhere, and it's it's, uh, it's interesting. But yeah, I give the nod to Costello as well because I think um, he's the most consistent in terms of. I question Trask's arm talent. Yeah, yeah, it's I, average. Yeah, I question Jamie Newman's accuracy. 
Yeah, it's inconsistent as hell. And I think Costello's the most consistent in terms of like no, he doesn't have like a he's not going to kill you with a kill you with his arm, but his arm's good enough. Um, it's good. It's NFL, I think. Yeah. yeah, he's not deadly accurate or anything, but he's consistent through each level. And then I think maybe he, the most yeah go ahead yeah I think he's got the the most consistent deep ball yes and I was gonna say maybe the most uh, impressive of the flashy throws and uh, I think he is the, uh, the 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 quickest decision maker I think he's the best decision maker um so that, that kind of uh, he he to me had the highest floor that's why I went with him I think Jamie Newman's got the highest ceiling because he's got a big arm he's a big body mm-hmm. with a ton of athleticism. And he, him going to Georgia this year was going to be huge because he was going to get with uh, Todd Monken, and yeah. they were going to open up the Georgia passing game. And I was really excited for that. And then even with Costello, he's going to fit into Mike Leach's air raid in the SEC and see what happens there. And So it really sucks if this season doesn't happen for those guys because, again, all three of them, I, I, I don't have a top 100 grade on any of the three, but I could see a path for all three of them kind of getting into that top 100 conversation. Uh, I agree. Trask the lowest yes, ceiling. Yes, yes, yes. Um, well, Trask is the... You know what's weird? I find Trask really robotic, where it's in structure, yeah. because Dan Mullen runs such a, a, a clean system, in structure. He's pretty... He's like he's a, he's a good football player. Um, He's pretty accurate on short and intermediate throws. Yeah. He's got good feet. His mechanics are tight. But he doesn't have, like... The ball floats a little bit. He isn't... He's not going to rip balls into tight windows necessarily mm-hmm. and when this when the kind of like the first and second read aren't there or play breaks down he seems kind of lost and i think that just comes back to he hasn't played that much right yeah like he doesn't have great but, feel no but I'll, i will say like he's pretty calm back there for a guy who's never who hasn't played that much which is, well, yeah. which is good like i think he's got good he, poise he, for sure yeah yeah like but it's just once it's out of structure i think his decision making come becomes a yeah. little questionable when like he just doesn't have that natural feel that like kind of that magic a lot of quarterbacks have so mm-hmm. but again the fact he's played so little it's impressive that he did what he did it and if the season doesn't happen which it will rob don't worry uh who do you think goes first of the three with no season with no season if i was a decision mate well i i i that's a tough question because it's. Are you betting on like Costello? At I think could be a backup in the league for a while. Mm-hmm. Like at worst, Jamie Newman just got so much more upside because of the physical tools. I think. Yeah. Like if I'm using a day three pick, I'll probably take Jamie Newman. I think right now, um, not my opinion, but what I think who would be the first one? I think it'd be Trask. Just really. I don't know. Like Newman, for sure, the higher upside. I just think like they'll see that they see the Florida logo on the side of the helmet, and they'll be like, they'll, they'll feel safer taking him this year. Uh, but yeah, Newman and Costello definitely way more upside. Um, but yeah, they're definitely. It's funny. All three of them do need the season, though. It's, it's it kind of sucks. Yeah. Well, hopefully we do get some sort of if there's no season or it's only spring season. That opportunity that everyone just gets an extra year of eligibility. There's, I know there's so much that has to go into figuring everything out. And good thing the NCAA was not ready whatsoever for this to potentially happen. But, it came out of nowhere, Rob. Yeah. They didn't have time. But, like, I think there's a, there's a chance all three of these guys are could be back in college football. Like, I don't think yeah. it's a given that 
if they were allowed to have an extra year of eligibility, I don't think it's a given that they would all enter the draft instead of taking that. I mean, it it really wouldn't make too much sense for any of the three, right? It, it would well, make a lot of sense. Well, but for them to but go back. but at the same time, I I do think it would make sense because after the top three quarterbacks in this draft class, it's yeah. so open that. If Jamie Newman knows he can go blow up the combine, he's going to look great in shorts. Like, why not, I guess? Yeah, yeah. Like, there's a – there's and I, it's just such a weird draft year. And, I mean, especially, again, after those first three guys who I think are all going to end up being top ten picks. Mm-hmm. Like, who's the guy – I bet we get a quarterback who goes day two that's, like, at a league in a year. Just because, like, yeah. we don't know what's going on. And uh, I don't know. Um could that be Kyle Trask? Maybe. It could be, yeah. Um, I'll say I liked him more than I thought it was going to, so he's got that. Going no, he's not bad list. at all. He actually, yeah. I, I've got a comp for each of them. Okay, let's hear it. Okay, Costello, I, this is like, this is peak comp. Like, if everything clicks right, this is the type yeah. of guys I'm seeing. Aaron, or sorry, uh, for Costello, I, I, it reminds me a bit of Kirk Cousins. He doesn't do okay, anything like it. jaw-dropping. But he does everything pretty well. And in yep, the right scheme, that. like if you stick him in a Kubiak, a Shanahan, a, a Stefanski-type scheme where it's run game heavy, play action heavy, I think he can be a, a competent quarterback. Um, I get it. Jamie Newman, Aaron Brooks. Just all the physical <laughs> traits in the world makes him wowza yep. plays, but just lacks that natural touch and accuracy. Um, yep. But that type of quarterback has never been uh, – more in demand than now. That's part of why I think he could go ahead of the others. And Matrask, Nick Foles. I don't like he doesn't have the same arm as Nick Foles, but he reminds me just with his clean feet, his mechanics, um, his size, uh, and, and, and he just really kills it in the RPO game, which I think Foles is really yeah. good at. I was about to say that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the the difference is I think Foles was. Um, a better athlete with a bigger arm, but yeah, I mean Trask isn't like he, he, he's, he's not a bad athlete. Thought. No, yeah, I, I just you see a quarterback that big and he's noticeably big. The mm. lack of arm just surprised me. I know, right? It's weird. Okay, who's your, who's your fourth quarterback? Well, well, I mean, there's a lot of bad quarterbacks. Like, no offense, Felipe Franks. Um, but who's your fourth quarterback? Kellen Mond. Mine baby. too. No, I'm assuming not a draftable. No, no, uh, borderline-ish. But he has not some draftable. fun plays, but he just—it seems like he hasn't gotten better. He's the same <laughs> guy true. he was as a sophomore. He—he's fun. Yeah, definitely, he's fun. Um, but, like he can rip some tight window throws. Yeah. He's got that magic with his mobility. He makes some wild plays out of structure. But at the end of the day, he just—he doesn't seem like he's gotten better as a decision maker, and he can get yes. really rattled under pressure. Yeah. Um, Although he's used to getting hit, so I'll give him credit for that. He's tough. Uh, yeah, I like I like all those like little sneaky throws he'll make off platform. Like those are pretty pretty impressive. Like like you said, like the arm is there, he'll the zip up, is there, but just he'll end up on a practice squad. Yeah, for sure. I think I think so. Yeah, um, he'll end up dominating the NFL PA Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, did did you have? Did you watch Mac Jones and think this guy's not going to end up being the starter at Alabama? Because that was my takeaway. But I've seen some Mac Jones love, so I don't know. There, I don't know. Remember all the Mac Jones fans like early in the offseason? 
Yeah, that's what I mean. And then, like, I watch them, and it's like, this guy at best is the Greg McElroy type for them. That's what he is. And yeah, they've got they've got an ultra stud coming in, and especially if there's no season. Um, God, his name is slipping my mind. The, the stud? Yeah. What's his name, Young? No. Bryce Young, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. With Bryce right. Young coming <laughs> in, like, I, I think the... Mac Jones' best chance to start Alabama was COVID-19 interrupting, like, so much that Bryce Young couldn't win the job in camp. So Mac Jones would have started if there was a season this year. But now that there's probably not going to be one, Mac Jones never starts. That's my take. It's so mean to Mac Jones. Whatever. Yeah, I don't. What? JT Daniels is, is got an arm, I guess. I, he, uh, there are some people who think he, he could beat out Jamie Newman because he I got know. the immediate eligibility. And I do think JT Daniels will end up the starter when Jamie Newman's gone. I just... I don't know. That felt like he was just carrying that five-star five status star? out of high school. And you, you see the five-star talent. Yeah, like there. he's got – he makes some big throws. And he was a he was a freshman, like what we're watching of him at USC. Yeah. And uh, – Like he, he he should turn into something at Georgia. Yeah, yeah. I just don't think he's where Jamie Newman is right now. No, I agree. I okay, agree. let's jump to the running backs. Um, is Najee Harris your number one running back? Yeah, by far number one yeah. in the group. There's a lot of like okay. I'm actually interested to see who your number two is, but yeah, like Najee Harris is a top five running back in the class, a top 100 pick. He's Matt Forte. He's so <laughs> I I I love him so much because of what he can do as a pass catcher. Being His hands are really clean. Man. Yeah, being that big, but also having like you're just not used to big running backs with. That type of pass catching ability and body control. Also, let me say it feels like people forget how big Matt Forte was. Yeah, he's like they're like the same size. They're same size, like six two, yeah. two thirty. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The 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 combination of what he can do as a pass catcher and then as a runner, he he although he he does run quite upright. His con- he does his contact yeah. balance. Mm-hmm. And physicality, and like he, he runs behind his pads really well, despite the upright yeah. style. It kind of it's kind of weird, right? Yeah, I, I, it makes me like watching him. If I, I, I were to look at things to improve on, it would be pass blocking, um, which is most running backs. Uh, vision, I don't think he's got great vision or patience. Uh, it's I think like not like a big ding, but I, I, I do think like he doesn't press the line all that well. You know, yeah, okay. You know, I, I don't know how to put this. It's almost like when he gets through, like when he when he has a hole, his his vision's good. It's so not quite second level vision, but like in the hole vision. Does that make any sense? Yeah, yeah. No, because he's not. Despite being big, he's not like the greatest between the tackle runner. No, he's not. And like I think he's he has more twitch than he should at that size too. Mm-hmm. I know um, some people kind of saying like he's not the the quickest guy, but I don't know. I see it. I don't think he's like. It's not. It's not below average. No, I know. And uh, like I said, at that size, I think it's it's good. He also doesn't have a ton of wiggle. Um, he doesn't really like in the open field. He doesn't make guys miss. He yeah. He yeah. he more goes at searching for contact with them. Which I mean yeah, it's fine. It's just part of his style. But um, I don't know. Like he's to me, he's gonna immediately be an impact running back in the NFL and has the tools yeah. to be a, a a number one running back. And just what he does as a pass catcher is really what separates him. And it's, yeah, a, it's I, a really fun pass catching group of running backs this year. It is. It is. Like, I think he's a day two yeah. block. Like you said, top yeah. 100 easy. Probably second round pick. Like, yeah. Like, to me, he's my number two running back behind Etienne. That's it. Uh, me too. Right now. Okay. 
And, like, there's going to be less questions about him than a guy like Kenneth Gainwell, who might have a way higher ceiling, just because Kenneth Gainwell is so much smaller. Like, Najee Harris is just a a tank. <laughs> uh, who's your yes. number two running back? I have Zamir White, the redshirt sophomore from Georgia. Okay, sell me on him. I didn't love Zamir White. I, just, I didn't think... I don't know. I, I thought he just... He looked like a guy who just hasn't played that much college football. Didn't like he's well built and he's got yeah, juice. Yeah, six foot two fifteen. Like he's yeah, got the he's, juice is there. He's got burst and he, he he just to me he he didn't really make anybody miss. He didn't show off like great vision or anything and or pass catching. Like I just yeah. need to see more. Was kind of my main takeaway he, with him. I mean, for sure. Like he's he's barely played in Georgia. Um. But yeah, I kind of like the tools there. Like you said, the juice, the the, the speed. He runs his ass off. I, I like the contact balance. Uh, he run, running through piles. He runs really hard. Um, like not the most wiggle either, but he's more of a, that that one cut and go styled running yeah. back. For sure. Like I'm not that high on him. I, I don't I don't love this group of SEC no, backs to be honest. After Harris, it really to me it falls off a lot. And like like I don't love Kylan Hill. I was disappointed too. Yeah, like I know he put up big numbers, but um, like to me, there were, like he has he has pretty good contact balance, but there there's not like one thing he does really that well. Like he didn't catch yeah. the ball that well. I don't think he's a terrific athlete either. Um, he's, it's no the speed and burst is big math to be honest. And like his vision wasn't very good. Like I think he's a <laughs> a, a mid to late day three back. I fully agree, and like like a guy that could get in the rotation, but. Uh, day two talk is kind of crazy to me. Yeah, like uh, again after Najee Harris, like my, my my number two back is Raheem Boyd, and I think he's got a lot of um, he he had a lot of potential to shoot himself shoot himself up the board this year, but yeah, obviously no season. But his kind of for me his combination of twitch and contact balance really got me excited. That's why I like him his, so much. His hands are pretty good too. Yeah, and I I just think like he can be in a rotation for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a draftable on him. Mm. Like, I think there's a role for him to find versus uh, some of these other guys. Like, a guy like Kylan Hill, like, he doesn't do enough. He doesn't have enough athleticism to really be, like, a yeah. big game changer as a change of pace guy. And I don't think he, he does enough of the passing game. Versus Rakeem yeah. Boyd, I think, could be a splashy big play guy um, as your as your two or your three. Um, Ran a lot of Wildcat, which is funny. Yeah, he, wearing that five, like Darren McFadden. Whoa. He's also from Last Chance U, so that's a bump. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see him run with more power uh, and, and make more plays between the, the like break more tackles between the t- break more arm tackles between the tackles. That was a hard sentence. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, again, the, like he he made some splashy plays. I, I'm a fan. I think he can be a one cut and go guy. Doesn't have great vision, but one cut and hit it. He's a, a little Tevin Coleman to him. Okay, uh, I don't know if I see the the juice of Coleman, but I I, I get it. Do you have any uh, other running backs you want to talk about? I not, didn't, not yeah, not, really. not a great group. Surprise! I mean, Harris is really good, and then yeah, yeah, and then pick your your guy. Mine's Raheem Boyd. Yours is Zamir White. Mm-hmm. The receivers, on the other hand, what a time! Lots of, lots of guys. Lots of guys. Let's start with Jamar Chase. I don't know if how, Whoa, how much says he, who. <laughs> I don't know how much has to be said. He is, um, he's fucking great. Has fantastic ball skills, elite route runner. I think his release is the best part of his game. Um, yep. Not only is he 
like not only does he have a deep release repertoire and just the lateral agility uh, to torch off the line, but he's physically uses his hands in his release, and I think it's a really underrated thing. When you see him play pr- against press, and the DB goes, but like he he he's chopping hands, and I love that. It gets me really excited to watch uh, him. I think he is just a, a fabulous, nuanced, genius receiver. <laughs> I was about to say, uh, maybe my favorite thing about him is how physical he is. I think, and it's like, underrated. It's not just at the line, too. It felt like a lot of... I think in the Auburn Blocks game... Well. He, he's a good blocker, too. But, like, it just felt like he was getting a lot of... Uh, just contact through his routes when he's playing, and it just doesn't phase him. And I, no. I, I think, like, if you go physical on him, he's probably more physical than you, and it's going to be his favorite. Um, I, what's the only knock on him? That he's, he's not the tallest? Like, not... But there's speed questions. Like, not from me, but... Like, and I like, think the speed questions runs? are more. He doesn't run sub four four, but I, he yeah. he definitely runs sub four five. Yeah, which then uh, I don't care. Like I don't like he's not an elite athlete, but he, he's got the, some twitch. But he's, he's not not hell. an elite athlete. Like he's laterally. Yeah, he's agile as fuck, and you see that through his yeah. route running. Like his, his ability to sink his hips, break down, burst out of cuts, stem routes, like everything. Yeah. Uh, and he keeps speed throughout, which again I think is more important than being able to being able to run a route full speed through is more impressive than being able to run really fast in a straight line. Straight line, yeah, for sure. And, and um, he also again the ball skills and like he's physical at the catch point. Like he's not yes. he like he's six one two hundred. He's not the biggest dude, but he obviously isn't small. And like um, I think what was it the Texas game? He cooked a DB on a on. Um, a stutter and go, and Joe mm-hmm. Burrow actually underthrew it. Bust. Trash quarterback, yeah. And uh, he's just physicality working back to the ball, and the DB was in perfect place to intercept it, and he just plucked it. And he, he's physical from, from snap to whistle. Yeah, he's, I don't know, like, I don't really have any questions. I think even if he ran a 4-5, or five, I wouldn't be worried because he's just, everything else is really great about him. Yeah. Uh, do you have any? Uh, this is my question. Do you have a player comparison? Did anyone pop in your head? I know you're uh, a lot more conservative with player uh, comps than I am. Uh, not really. Who was yours? I think you see a little bit of Amari Cooper. Okay. But maybe I think he's got better hands than Amari Cooper. Which okay. I don't. That that sounds like a major statement, but Amari Cooper doesn't have like elite hands or anything. But it's just in terms of. Amari Cooper wasn't a big time speedster, but it was the lateral agility and the route running ability that made him, uh, su- uh, yeah, such a threat. And it, again, I think Amari Cooper, physical player, uh, through the whistle, I, th- yeah. I he's gonna get the old, old Odell Beckham comps, I think, just because the LSU thing. Um, I don't like it. I don't. I don't like Odell was an elite athlete and twitchy as yes. hell, and yeah, that's not a ding on Jamar Chase. They're just different types of receivers. Yeah. So I, I think like if I I don't love the Amari Cooper one, but that's the one if I had to um for my, my fans who only follow me for my pro comp game, that's the one I would stick at this point. Yeah, I I, I get it. I, there's there's nothing that really jumped out to me. Jerry Rice. <laughs> Jerry Rice. <laughs> right? Steve Largent. Hey he's yeah. got he's got that ability Jerry Rice had to take every slant to the house. He does. Which yeah. hey Odell, Odell Beckham has that too, too there. There's the call. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wide receiver two. Which Alabama guy you got? <laughs> uh, they're close. 
I, I think I'm gonna flip a coin here. Oh really? Okay. I, I I've got my one one, not significantly above the other, but clearly above the other. Do you have Smith above Waddle right now? Yeah, Smith's like one of my favorite players. I I'm just enamored with Waddle's speed. Well, I mean, uh, the other thing is Waddle didn't get the same opportunity. Like when you watch the Auburn game, it's fucked. Um, yeah, I, f- versus dude, like Smith gets that every game. Yeah, the Ole Miss game was just ridiculous from Smith. Yeah, yeah. So this is just the year for Waddle. Like, I I I, I wouldn't be shocked if Waddle goes ahead of Smith. Come uh, come April, May, or June. I think Devonta Smith's much higher ceiling. Or I shouldn't say much higher. Uh, has a higher ceiling. Um, Waddle, I think, because of that. Just it feels the like any time he touched the ball, he could take it six. Man, it's just like yeah, like the Auburn game. I think it's just like you know, he takes a fifteen yard in route and he just kills seven guys angles. It's 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 ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So. I, I, I think the difference for me, what makes me take Devonta Smith over Jalen Waddle is mm-hmm. route running, ball skills. Yes, yes. But it, but it's funny, like they're. It's not like the other ones bad. Like they're both. It's just, not like Devonta like, Smith's slow and Jalen Waddle's way more no. explosive. Like um, I don't know. There, I, I wonder if there's gonna be questions about how how much weight Devonta Smith has to him. There, there is gonna be for sure because he's what six foot one seventy five. Yeah, he's he's, he's, he's he's thin, but he's physical despite it. Um, I know. I, I've seen some people kind of say he's not strong, but like he, you see him catching the ball through traffic, yeah, and through he, contact, yeah. and then breaking tackles. So I, that's not a question to me. Yeah, like he, he's got yak game to him. He does. He does. He reminds me of Stephon Diggs. That's fair. I see it. Just kinda. the red running um, and the the explosive wows of plays and the body control. And to me. Like, Devonta Smith's a classic Z. He's going to plug in right away. Like, this receiver class mm-hmm. is looking better than the last one. Um, and the Which last one was ridiculous. Yeah. Like, uh, and then with Waddle, it's just he's that weapon out of the slot. He's an elite return man. He, you, like, if you got him in a system where you get used, like, with a smart OC who likes to scheme touches to their, their motion slot guy, like, Waddle would be so lethal in that role. I, I see. He, he, I would love to see him get this season because, he, like, he, okay, he go he, in the first. He's all, going. He was, I, I assume he going in the first round. I do too. I, the I only reason too. he but, wouldn't would be because there's just so many receivers. Yeah, but I think like first of all, he wasn't asked to run a lot of routes, so like that's not too much on him. And second of all, clearly, just the there were so many mouths to feed last year. He was the fourth receiver, right? Yeah. Like, and, and the other three are going two went in the first round, and the others. Going to go in the first be, round. He would have won in the first round, too, probably, yeah. Uh, I, I think when it's said and done, they're both first-round picks. Um, yeah, I, I think with with another season under his hat, and uh, Waddle's going to break big. Do you want my Waddle comp? Yeah. Tyler Lockett. Oh, okay. That's fine. Uh, faster Tyler Lockett? Yeah, maybe more explosive and not quite the... Not to say, like, again, you mentioned it. Waddle wasn't asked in a lot of reds. I don't think that means he can't um, by any means. Like I, I would say maybe the the difference there is Lockett better runner coming out and Waddle more explosive. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's like first of all with Waddle it's like he's zero to sixty right off the hop. Like it's it's instant speed, instant acceleration, and then you see another gear on top of it, which is so. What do you think he runs? Times. I don't know. I think he might be faster than Rugs. I'll say it. That okay. I think there's I a chance. I, I felt like that I, last year. I don't know. 
I don't know. I don't know. Like it. when it comes to the forty, I don't know if he's gonna run faster, but I think he, he might be. Play faster. speed? Do you think he's faster? They're close. I think I they're know. close. Remember that ang- angle breaker on that screen against what, like Missouri or something? Uh, I know. Like Ruggs is stupid spat. Stupid Waddle? fast. Waddle's got it too. I think Waddle probably runs sub four four, or not probably. I think he runs sub four four. Uh, I bet Devonta Smith's like four four two. Let's just predict forties all episode. That sounds like fun. <laughs> yeah. I think, like, I've seen some people kind of not say he's the fastest, but yeah, I think he's, like, between 4-4 and 4-4-5, which is plenty fast, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, For sure. I, I think Waddle's going to go, okay, maybe not Ruggs. I, for, I always forget, like, his speed was crazy. I think he goes sub 4-3-5, four, four, though. 4-3-5. I believe it. That's my prediction. Um, okay. That's the obvious top three receivers from the SEC. Yeah. Then there's a lot of guys who are showed flashes and have at least in my opinion showed flashes have potential if there's no season there's a lot of guys who I don't know if they'll come out but there's a lot of like talent that just kind of hasn't proven itself yet maybe who's your wide receiver for from the SEC I got Seth Williams okay he is my five he, he, he's, he's a guy who it's like if Bo Nix takes a big step this year, that could have been huge for Seth Williams just because he hasn't had consistent quarterback play. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I hate Bo Nix. My whole family hates Bo Nix. Uh, I don't want to – I can't believe he won freshman of the year. Anyways, I like both Auburn receivers, to be honest. Um, Schwartz, it's like they just need to feed him more because he just didn't get opportunities, really. But he's yeah, fastest. Like, he might be the fastest player in college football. He might be. It's crazy. And he's another guy. The, the yak speed is scary as hell. So and they use him in that slot gadget role. So yeah, just another guy. I want to see him just get more uh, balls. Well, and um, him, yeah, him well, and Seth Williams complement each other well because Schwartz perfect, is just yeah. this yeah gadgety elite speed guy, and Seth Williams is a power forward, six three two twenty four ish. He looks yeah. He just he carries it like he looks scary. Yeah, he's like this. Everything about his size is perfect. He's tall. He's strongly built. This, obviously, when you're that size, the speed's always going to be a question. But uh, the hands are strong as hell. He makes Fearless going over the middle. Big-time like, contested catches. He has really great yeah. hand-eye coordination. That was one of my takeaways. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like I wouldn't be shocked if he ends up in day two. But, um, yeah, it, the, the class is so deep. Who, who's your who's your four? Um, I really like Elijah Moore at Ole Miss. Okay, I knew you would. Okay, He's, he's my I type of guy. I have a I type. I I have him behind Williams and Schwartz, and not far behind. Okay, I have him just above them both. I okay. He's, first of Pure all, slot. the whole Ole Miss offense went passing game went through him. Did you watch the Cal okay. game? I think he caught eleven passes in the Cal games. Fuck. What a watch LSU. Okay, well, first of all, I was surprised how good his yak is. He had that one. I think it was LSU, yep. right? Yep. Where he caught it like a three yards, three yard pass, and the, he was like almost at the first down, and then he went all the way around the formation, yeah, ducked a couple guys. I'm like, I'm like, he's crazy. He played purely on the spot slot. His, his kind of short. Yeah, so. he's small. He's definitely small. Um, he's listed at five I, I nine, one eighty four. I don't know if that's how big he, he is. Yeah, like I, I can maybe maybe believe the weights. Yeah. Um, and you do see some radius issues at yeah. times. Not not too my, often, my, but it shows up. The, so I think what he is right now, he's a really good route runner. He's a really yes. smart route runner. Um, yes. And he, you mentioned the yak ability. And then the, he, I also found he, he's um, 
he's really smart about finding holes in coverage. Uh, People are sleeping on him right now. I'll say it. Yeah, thank you. It's because he he peed on and lost them the egg bowl. <laughs> um, the but that but that 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 led to a chain of glorious events. Yes, so. that's true. So thank you, Eli Moore. Uh, the questions you you mentioned the catch radius that he he'll drop passes too. He he has some concentration drops. Yeah. Um, he's a pure slot guy because I don't think his release against pre- like he can't bullied by press coverage. Um, yeah. He I don't think he'll ever be an outside threat. True, like truly. Um, and, and just his ability through traffic, it, it can, it, because of his lack of size, it's, it's, it's a struggle. But I think he can be a slot guy. I think he can be Dion Branch. That's the comp. Oh, baby. Dion Branch. Similar size, too, right? Yeah. Really, do people forget how small Dion Branch was. Super Bowl MVP. Tough as hell. Went from an Egg Bowl MVP to a Super Bowl MVP. Wow. He called it. Oh, and then, you know what happened? His next team lost to another Super Bowl MVP wide receiver, Hans Ward. Wow. There we go. Uh, Amazing. Who do you have next after after those? Those are my kind of clear-cut guys, I think Osbin on Texas A&M is interesting because he's such a big body. Yeah. He's uh, He's got pretty good hands. I don't think he's a great athlete. And I don't think he, I think he's a Quincy Inunois. Style, you what? just good football player. Just like he, he's almost like a big slot. I think would be his best role, uh, and he he does a good job working open, finding holes in zones. Um, other than, but I mean, after those six that we originally named, it's that that's what I mean. There's a lot of like guys like Demetrius Robertson at Georgia. He's a five star who's shown flashes. Terrace Marshall at LSU put up big yeah. numbers last year, but. I don't think he like. I think he's more of the Ruben Randall style LSU receiver. <laughs> yeah, I I think he's got some potential to kind of take a step, but but like without okay, a season, can, he shouldn't come out. He, no, he shouldn't. Um, can I say like, I just want to appreciate again how ridiculous like the LSU passing numbers were last year because like Marshall had like thirteen touchdowns. Four, yeah, he had thirteen touchdowns and like six hundred seventy-one yards. Like that's wide receiver one numbers on. 70% of teams like he's their fourth pass crazy. catcher if you include Moss or actually yeah, if he's exactly. their fifth if you include Clyde Edwards Hilaire yeah they had so many so many guys and their numbers were all yeah. silly um and then the, there's the Florida guys too there's Tony uh Trevon Grimes who you see mm-hmm. like like I mean Tony I think he might be a running back in the NFL <laughs> okay right cause like yeah. he doesn't run routes he gets jet sweeps and bubble screens that's it but he's got some yak in in some explosiveness that he, he'd be interesting. Uh, and mm-hmm. then Trevon Grimes is just he need. I thought he needed a season because he he showed flash at times, but he's like their fifth receiver last year, and he's yeah. he's got some impressive um, body control and contested catch ability at his size, and you, you just didn't get to see it much because again, it was like the fifth meth defeat, sixth meth defeat. And, and you mentioned that they might. There's potential that they opt out, right? Yeah, they, yeah. Sorry, I didn't say that on the show. I just told you it's a private conversation, actually. Oh, oh was that insider tip? Yeah. Okay, we'll edit this out. If they have an athletic, the athlete, uh, subscription, the athletic to know this, but yeah, Tony and uh, Trevon Grimes are two of the four Florida players thinking of opting in. Apparently, if there's a season, that would hurt Florida a lot. Uh, speaking of Florida, I want to jump to the tight ends and talk a little Kyle Pitts. Uh, who says that? That's my. I got to stop that bit. Yeah, yeah, Kyle Pitts. Uh, Let's let's start with the, the the biggest fish in the room. That's not even a saying. Do you have Pitts or Fryermuth uh, ahead of Pitts? Who's number one? I got Pitts one. I have Fryermuth. I still, knew you would, close. 
And yeah. when we did the Big Ten, you sounded him up. Yeah, you, you sounded higher on Fairmuth than I was. Not to say that I'm not higher. I just think Kyle Pitt's upside uh, as a pass catcher and his overall athleticism and his like natural body flexibility. Yeah. He is He he goes up and plucks balls beautifully. Like he's Yeah. He's clearly an easy athlete. Like the speed is good and you know, he lined him up everywhere and he's a willing blocker. Not the best. He's not a good blocker, um, I don't think. But no, he's not. But and and at six six two thirty nine, I don't know if he's that heavy. He Maybe. he he's just gonna be a mismatch nightmare though. With that Definitely. with that catch radius, that easy athleticism, his body control for a tight end, and, and just like he, he goes f- down, he can get low and pluck the ball. He can get high and, mm-hmm. and high point it. Um, great hands. I think he's a pretty good route runner for a tight end as well. I was about to say like I, I think he's a really good route runner for a tight end, uh, solid overall, and I think he can get crisper, which would be deadly. And I, I do think he's got a good feel for getting open. Yeah. I just uh, basically like I have him and Fairmuth like next to each other, and I, yeah, I I'm just gonna bet on the the like the higher upside more athleticism um, guy, but like you have first round grades on both of them. Neither of them. I don't. Okay. Come on. Tight ends I got, like, never get first round grades. First round grades. I, I'm I'm being more generous this year. I gave him both. I'll, I'll start juicing up the grades when I find out there's no college football season. But until then, that's what I, I felt like that for a while. So I'm like just I have slap grades. I have like six first round grades right now. See, like the last few episodes, I'm like, okay, I have zero hope for the season, even though I pretend like I do. Uh, so I'm just giving first round grades out, baby. Do you got any Kyle Pitts comps, or you want to hear mine? I only ask you so I can tell you mine without having to. Like... Uh, I want to. I don't know. I was. Just, I think it'd be fun if I guess yours, but I. Yeah, this will be fun. Go ahead, Jordan. Jordan Reed. Is that Jordan yours? Reed's like six one. Yeah, I know. I don't know why Florida. I like the Darren Waller comp. Okay. Just where it's like he's, he he looks like a jumbo wide receiver who plays tight yeah. end and just creates mismatches, yeah. and I mean Darren Waller just exploded this year for the Raiders. So. He did. I think that I you're gonna have a more fun compost. Oh, sorry, Darren Waller's though. not fun. Darren Waller's backstory is sick. Georgia Tech. Well, for uh, for us Fabian Moreau fans, he's not fun. For us Jason Witten fans, why'd you say Fabian Moreau? It's a corner, corner. Oh my God! What's ju- Foster wow. Moreau? Come on. Thank you. Let's move on. That's enough tight end talk. I'm assuming you don't have any other draftable tight ends. No. No, let's move on. Okay, let's... Uh, actually, before we move on, let's let's do a little Manscaped ad. 2020 has been the year of things happening that are completely out of your control. But, including the college football season getting canceled in a couple days. But, there's one thing you can control, and that's shaving your bush. Our sponsors at Manscaped are here to remind you to do so. AJ, the last time I shaved my balls... I'm not asking you today. I'm telling you when the last... was... Uh, two weeks ago with a straight razor, made a big old How'd mess. Big oh. old mess. And you know, you know what the worst part about not having a manscaped um, lawnmower 3.0 was, and using my straight razor. It wasn't that I I made a big old mess. It was that I couldn't do it in the dark in the shower. Oh, that's where I love to do it, as we all know, Rob. And with their premium electric trimmer that's designed to give you a confidence boost through body image, you can do it. In the shower with lights off because it's waterproof and comes with an LED light so you can manscape in the shower, in the dark, or in the dark shower. Whatever floats your boat. 
They just released their Shears 2.0 nail kit, which is perfect add-on to their lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. The Shears 2.0 is a luxury four-piece nail kit featuring tempered stainless steel tools, and it includes tip tweezers, which AJ and I, uh, our 2020 um, New Year's resolution was to tweeze more. Mm-hmm. Um, rounded point, scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. Wow. That could use in prison, too, if you need a nail file. The Shear 2.0 nail kit allows you to pluck your eyebrows and trim your nails in style. On their website, you'll find also find the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. This will help you tame that summer swamp ass with your natural hydrators and antioxidants. You'll also find the Crop Reviver, a testy toner that's like having cologne that is designed for your balls. We won't judge you if you if we catch you sniffing yourself or others. Uh, not others. Don't do that. Go to manscaped.com and check out some of these life-changing products. In fact, listeners of the show will get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code armchair. Promo. Wow. I'm talking too fast here, AJ. But guess what? It's time to grab 2020 by the horns by shaving that front trunk. Got it right. <laughs> That's all I was thinking about the whole ad read. You get, yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta not think about that. Just get there and, and nail it next time. Um, Tomorrow. You know what else you can nail? Your picks at betonline.ag. Oh, fuck. When you're betting on the Celtics to cover, I don't know what the spread was, but they're beating the 76ers and Joel Embiid looks really tired. Uh, you go to betonline.ag and you can do that and you can make a lot of money. Or you can just bet on how much Floyd Mayweather's stuff costs because why not? He's going to flex his stuff anyway. You might as well bet on how much it costs. Oh, it's a close game. It's 101.97. Yeah, but Kemba Walker's going to hit some free throws here. And the spread was six. Kemba Walker. Baby. The spread was six. Okay. Offensive line talk. It's going to be close. Yep. Okay. Who's your number one offensive tackle? Uh, Alex Leatherwood, and it's not close. He's not as good as I thought he was going to be. I agree. I don't think he's a slam dunk first round no. pick right now at all. Especially in a class that's pretty cloudy after Suell and I don't know. He's a part <clears throat> of the cloud. Yeah. yeah. I think he's a really good pass protector um, with some mm-hmm. impressive feet and he's a good lateral athlete. Yeah. I, I like qu- but, nice and quiet feet is the Yeah, word yeah. Right. Like my question is he's just I don't think he's that strong. I think that shows up in the run game where I don't think he's a big difference maker in the run game and he's not really a finisher. Um he doesn't get yeah, I, he doesn't yeah. he doesn't get on linebackers and sustain blocks all that well in the run game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like he, he gets to the second level but doesn't make a block. Yeah. Like, I, I I think he's like a solid mover. Yeah, no, he, um, he definitely he's a good athlete for sure. He yeah. good short area quickness, but I I don't know. I it, it feels like he's missing a little something, something. Just kind of that mm-hmm. motherfucker. He's not mean. Yeah, he's not mean. Yeah, and, and then again, it shows up in, in the run game, and he sometimes he struggles again, struggles to sustain blocks. You see that a little bit in pass protection too. Like it, despite that, like I think the way to beat him is go through yeah. him. Um, just because he, again, like speed rushes, he handles pretty well because he's a good athlete with, with like you said, mm-hmm. quiet feet. And he's got good mm-hmm. length to him, too. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I think he's a solid prospect. I just don't. Yeah, I agree. Not a slam dunk first-round guy. 
I, uh, I like. I wouldn't be surprised at all to see him go in the first round. No, like, especially with again, like there's more. There's like more reasons to trust him to at least be a starting quality tackle than some of these other guys. Yeah, I like like if I were to bet, I think he goes in the first. But yeah, I, I just he's think, definitely not that polished. Yeah, he's not that top that, ten pick that I think yeah. some people thought. Like he's nowhere near what Jedrick Wills was. I fully agree, but also like Jedrick Wills had that attitude and yeah. that endears both of us to him. Like Leather, Leatherwood, he's just good. Leatherwood's more like I think you, you'd see him be like a late first round type dude. Like yeah, he, he needs some yeah. development. He's not a slam dunk plug and play starter. No, but the, the tools are all pretty much there. Did you like any other tackles? Not. <laughs> it's I kind did. of a weak group. I like okay. One. Okay, you, you, I'll, I'll pitch a guy that I don't have a draftable on, but he's kind of fun, but you go with your guy first. Okay, my guy might be a guard, though. Okay. Kentucky's Darian Kennard. Okay, I kind of like the other Kentucky. Landon tackle. Young? Yeah. Well, with Kennard, he's, he's I, I think massive. I think Kennard's probably a guard. Yeah, he's big. So is Young, but he... Yeah, but they're, they're, okay. they've, they've done a good job, kind of... Yeah, Stenberg. Both, both recruiting and developing that offensive one. Like, Drake Jackson... Their center too, yeah. Yep. Um, but so with Kennard, he's got a lot of issues in pass protection and his feet. Well, they they barely threw the ball last year. Well, I I went back to he started some games as a freshman. Oh no! Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Still issues, so that's not good. Yeah. Um. Obviously, he was a freshman starting at left tackle for an SEC team, but still, uh, the the what's going to hold him back and probably make him a guard is his his feet and his. Mm-hmm. his his ability and pass protection, but he moves people in the wrong game. He is so powerful at the point of attack. He's he plays with um, uh, an edge to him, and he he's a pretty decent mover given how large he is. Um, I, yeah, I want to see him play with better leverage though. But still, I think like he could be a day three guard at this point. It's kind of funny. Everything you said about uh, Jackson is oh, wow, Jackson Kennard. Um, Kind of translates to Landon Young and as well, Logan Stenberg. Like, and yeah, pretty much. Because <laughs> Young's 6'6, 321 looks bigger. Like it's a big old frame. Uh, another guy, lots of power, mauls in the wrong game, finishes. And athletically, it's it's weird. Like, like he can move laterally, but he looks like he's lumbering a bit. Like it, it's very strange. Like he moves well, but then when he gets to, to, to the point of a block, he looks kind of awkward. It, it's hard to describe. And yeah, he never pass blocked in his life at Kentucky, but they just never throw the ball. So like that's that's all there. But both those guys, uh, yeah, interesting. Kentucky recruits big boys on that offensive line. I love I love the job Stoops has done there. He's done a great job, definitely. All right, let's jump to the interior offensive line. Um, I think the man of the hour is Trey Smith. Definitely. Um, apparently he he's. I heard he what he he went to Tennessee at like three sixty or something like that. Yeah, he was a huge. Um, yeah, I think he's still listed at like three thirty five, but I heard he's down to like three twenty ish, which is interesting. Um, but yeah, he's he's massive too. He moves moves people fucking easy. He, um, yeah, he. I think he plays with the most kind of edge to him, Vinny Lyman in the class. Just lots, such lots an of asshole and runs yeah. through people in the run game. Just a he is. And it's not even to say like he would only work in a power scheme because I think like he 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 can move well enough to I agree. make make shit happen in zone. Um, yeah. He and he works the second level really well, and once he's on the linebacker, it's game over. And he's got so much pop behind his hands. Um, 
It's big time. His punch is big time. Yeah. It's just like once he gets you, you're kind of done. Yeah, like I think he's a first round pick. I do too. I have a first round pick. Like, him and Wyatt Davis are that they're both first round picks mm-hmm. at guard. Um, yeah. And I think like he's such an easy like, um, like but well both of them really are just like plug and play and mm-hmm. I have very few questions about him. I, like, I think his feet aren't His feet the aren't greatest, great. And that shows up but, in pass protection sometimes. But he's so long for a guard and powerful yeah. that like he, yeah. he can make up for some of those shortcomings. I, I'd also like to see him play with a little bit better bend and leverage at times. Mm-hmm. But that's just me picking nets. Yeah, uh, for sure. And like for, for a guard, I think the feet are fine. Yeah. Yeah, that's true too. Like, he played some tackle for them too. Yeah, I watched him play tackle in like SEC, and like he was still good. It was just like he. I think yeah. he could be an All SEC tackle, but he's a first round guard. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, who's your second interior guy? I, I think it's a bit of a big drop. I, well, I mean, I Trace is a, pretty... a first round guy, so yeah, I know, I know. Um, I don't know. No clear second guy to me. Like, I, th- I think it's a battle between two guys who. Ch- could both be top one hundred picks. See, I didn't, I didn't love anyone like you, you did. Who, who? So who's your? Who do you like? The Brown from Alabama, or do you got Jackson? I got Ed Ingram second. Okay. Um. Obviously, wasn't he? He he wasn't on the team in twenty eighteen. He started mm-hmm. as a true freshman, or a retro freshman. Uh. Or maybe he's no. I don't know. I can't do math. He started <laughs> as a freshman. He was not on the team as a sophomore and. Yeah, I guess he redshirted because of that. So yeah, he started as a true freshman, took a redshirt year two because he was like technically not on the team. Came back last year was a rotational starter at guard. Really not fun to watch tape on a rotational guy mm-hmm. when you have to like sift through it to find when he's on the field. Um, yeah, but and, and he's raw as hell. But the athletic upside and, and kind of his attitude, and I just think there's a lot there for him to be a very impressive prospect. Um, mm-hmm. And. At this point in time, like, is he a top 100 grade guy for me? No, but I can see a pathway there, especially if there's a season where he's going to be the best offensive lineman on an offensive line that lost, like, everybody. He just moves yeah. really well, and he gets on people, and he rides out and sustains blocks really well. And he, he's, a, he's a dude in the run game. He plays a little high, but you just... Especially, like, seeing him rotating with Adrian Maggie, like, the difference between the, the movement ability, it really stood out to me. Uh, you know, like, um, for a later guy, I, I think Kane Mays has a lot of potential, but it's just... It's, I just assume he's not there. coming out, right? Because, like, he's he not. obviously grad transfers to Tennessee. That would have been such a fun guard combo. But he's I a know. guy who, in a year or two... Is, you see a lot, like, he, I think he was a, he was a five-star, wasn't he? I'm yeah, pretty sure. I think so. He, Six, five, like, 328. Like, like you, all the tools are there. You could see the yeah, pathway for him being a top 100 guy down the road, right? Exactly. So I just kind of wanted to throw his, his name in the ring there. And then um, Deontay Brown at Alabama. I think, like, if yeah. you're a power scheme and you want just a, a boxer in a phone booth, that's this guy. Like, yeah. so much power to him. Um, in a classic Alabama offense, like, he's massive. 6'4", like, 338. It reminds me of DJ mm-hmm. Fluker, even. Um and just kind of the classic. Like, like I don't yeah. think he's a guy who's gonna be like a multiple Pro Bowl guy, but he he can be a tone setter up front and plug in at guard and, and be a really devastating run blocker. His lack of quickness and and his kind of his kind of slow feet are what are gonna 
hold him back. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. He's, um, he's, anyone else you really like? Not really. Me, me neither. Um, interior defensive line, are you buying the s- kind of sudden, maybe not, Christian Barmore? Oh, I was on Barmore so. for, like, months. You can hey, okay. you can go find the the Twitter receipts, baby. I love Christian uh, Barmore. Um, I think he huge. <clears throat> he's a guy who can be a first round pick. Top. Mm-hmm. If there's a season, I, I would have bet him to be a top fifteen pick. That's I'm very high on him. Uh, six five three ten. Yeah, plays can play three tech five tech. Uh, moves around a lot. Um, was a rotational guy as as a as that, a retro freshman, but made it. Yeah, impact. like. Yeah, yeah, like. Uh, First of all, he's, yeah, like you said, only a retro sophomore this year. So, like, yeah, it just wasn't in play too much. But, yeah, he definitely showed up every time he did. Really, really great mover and really yeah. active hands for a young pass rusher. Um, something I would like to see more is kind of more power behind his pass rush at times. He's a taller guy, so the leverage as a pass yeah. rusher isn't always there. But and I want to see him get a little bit stronger. But I think this is a dude. Um, I'll bang the table for him. I wonder if a guy like that, I even though he barely like it wasn't like it was a redshirt freshman year. If there's no season, does he come out? I almost feel like yes because of the potential that's there and he could go dominate the combine because he he looks like a first round pick. If you know what I mean? Yeah, and being at Alabama helps big time. Yeah, so. I, I very much am in on Christian Barmore. How about yourself? Uh, I'm not as in, but I like him. Yeah. like I, uh, You just want to see I, more, I assume? Yeah, that's the issue there. I mean, that's a terrifying thing. If you're an NFL team and it's like, this guy, as a rotational player, looked like he could be a dude. Do we bet on that potential upside? But there's just so yeah. little there to back up the move. Like, it's such a swing for the fences. Yeah, man, it's it. This draft is going to be. I know I've seen some people say it, but like, it's really going to separate the special talent evaluators. Like, the guys that are really confident in their abilities to evaluate are going to come away with like some just like I, I like you could see a lot of killer day two and day threes. You know, five down the road, you're like five years down the road, you might see like holy oh, shit. Day what th- a, what? Yeah, day three. Uh, I, I bet somebody's making money then. Yeah, exactly. It's gonna be. It's but, really it, fun, but it's also like so much it's, anxiety. It, <laughs> If for us, yeah, <laughs> and for I'm sure for GMs, no, not a lot the of guys. Get, we don't. Uh, it doesn't really matter for us at the end of the day. <laughs> Our own we pride. care more. Uh, uh, after Barmore, uh, I think I got I got Shelvin next. How are you? Well, Shelvin's a guy. I, I, Tyler Shelvin's my number one. Oh, okay. I thought you had Barmore one. Okay. No, I love Barmore, but I, I guess he, I mean Shelvin. Shelvin's my number two interior defensive lineman. Christian Barmore's my number three. Okay, so really, really close. Uh, so how big is that number two grade up? With Shelvin, I think the difference here between him, Christian Barmore, and Jordan Davis, who are my top three. Um, Me too. I think it's Shelvin, you know what you're getting. He's safe, right? He's like, very safe. Despite there being overall weight questions and like that being a concern, I guess. It's like you know exactly what he is. He's going to be a disruptive nose tackle who dominates and becomes one of the best run defenders in the league as long as mm-hmm. um, as long as he keeps his weight in check. Uh, but isn't ever going to be a big 
um, disruptor in passing downs, and you kind of have to accept that. He, he's got some power rush to him. He can win with the leverage um, in the bull. But it's yeah, not more, like... More just pushing the puck. Yeah, like he's not... Like, like in a normal year, to me, he's a day two guy. Yeah, that's where that's where I have him right now. Right? Like, like you can't draft again. You just can't draft a guy. I don't think in the first round who's not going to be an impactful. Even if he's the best run defender in the league, like like a Snacks Harrison. You just it's it's so hard to justify drafting a guy who's not going to be a major impactful passing down player. I I one hundred percent agree. But that that brings up a good question. I wonder if we see some more. Um reserved drafting at the at the end of the first maybe by some guys yeah well i mean teams. like again you know what you're getting entirely shelving like let's say my steelers are picking there nose tackle is a need yeah. and that's a good team to name drop for them thank yeah. you and like um like you know what you're getting here he's gonna be a dominant yeah. run player passing down that's, that's he yeah. he like isn't gonna add a ton but he's so powerful and he's explosive given his size and he makes a lot of like he's not just a uh, a, a running clogger like eating up space. He he makes plays too. Like he obviously there are some like l- legit flashes yeah. of like lateral quicks to make plays towards the edge. Yeah, like, it, you it, it just you don't see it on passing downs, and there's your issue. But like yeah, he can be a really disruptive run defender. Yeah, he's more than like those like the other nose tackles we talk about, where like we say you know he's not getting moved in the wrong game, which is, applies to here. But also, um, he's not Vita Vea, where Vita Vea was, like, such a interesting prospect that he was, like, standing yeah. up, moving around, playing outside linebacker. Like, you know <laughs> yeah. I mean? like, he is an old-school, legitimate nose tackle. He's also, he plays with a lot of energy, despite being a large, large man. And he, he does, seems yeah. like a really good guy to have in your locker room. Yeah. And, like, like one-on-ones in the run just don't work with Shelvin and, like... Yeah. He's never getting moved. Like, he handles double teams really well. Like you said, he might be the best run defender in the league down the road. Um, so, yeah, I wonder if a team bets on that and at the end of the first round in a murky class. that I wouldn't be shocked. And I, I agree with you that you shouldn't. But in this In this, this draft, year, like, in a normal year, you shouldn't. And this year, I'm not saying you shouldn't because it's just too much of a, like, at least you know what you're getting here. And, like, yeah, he's a dominant threat on a national championship team. And, and again, this exactly. interior D line class is really, I think, quite wide open. Yeah, no, oh, for sure. Uh, okay, let's talk Jordan Davis. He is, I also huge. He's yeah. fucking massive. <laughs> yeah, but he plays with like surprisingly good leverage for someone who's six six. Yeah, yeah, he brings pa- sure. like he's a nose tackle, but he brings more pass rush than. Yes. Um, like I don't think he's like. Uh, in the way that Shelvin, like he's not the run defender Shelvin is, but he brings more as a pass rushing interior force than Shelvin. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's just kind of through. Like I want to see him develop his hands because he kind of doesn't use them that well, and just relies yeah. on leverage and, and and power as a pass rusher. But coming it's, coming it, off his true sophomore year, yeah, yeah. he is he is a guy who I really 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 want to see more on, because he is so boomer bust. Yeah, no, for sure. But like, you see all the stuff there to be like, like you like there are the flashes. Where you're like, this guy's a first round talent, mm-hmm. but it's just it's not super consistent, and he just hasn't played that much. Exactly. Uh, do, do you have uh, Bama's Mathis next, Rob? Just playing. Go I got Kobe Whiteside next from Missouri. 
Okay, I I have him after Mathis. He he's kind of in that three tech penetrator style dude. Where, he's interesting. Yeah, he yeah. the flashes. He's a guy who could have really used another season. I've said that like fifty times. Um, I know. I, I I like the pass rush upside and the hot motor, but he gets moved in the run game. That's a big problem. Yeah. Not the most powerful guy, but uh, as a one gapping three tech just penetrator, uh, you see some flashes with him. I like. Mizzou's done a low like a, a low key good job of yeah. cranking out D lineman big time. Like we, we know the edges obviously, and they've kind of dipped off in, in the last couple of years. But interior now is is starting to come strong. Yeah. Um, as opposed to Alabama, where they just feels like they have like five draftable interior defensive linemen every year. Saw some uh, Isaiah Bugs hype from Steelers camp, Rob. So yeah, I know we're thinking this year uh, he's going to play over Cam Hayward. <laughs> Us I like bugs coming out. <laughs> oh, I thought it was a fine pick. Like I think he'd be a good potential. Yeah. I don't know why are we talking about Isaiah Bugs. I don't know. Why. Do you have any other interior <laughs> D line you want to talk about? Not really. Okay. Was the edge class just not good? Not good. No. Which is insane from the there's SEC. Like, I, but there's just nobody. Like the only one who, like he's not really good. But Jeremiah Moon's a little attention grabbing. But like I, I let me say would this. Say that about- I, I thought he was. Let's go ahead, yeah. No, okay, you no, go you, ahead. you want you... to talk about Jeremiah Moon, my lowest graded guy in the SEC. I <laughs> know. I was gonna say, like at first, like uh, if you didn't know it, you think he he was like a sophomore and not a redshirt senior because he's like six six two twenty eight and he's raw as fuck. Yeah. But um, like that's um, what this is though, because for me, my number one guy is Big Cat Bryant, and it's like just because like he's long, like he's well built yeah. and he's athletic, but like he's he played a lot he's too. A, yeah. It, he doesn't like add anything. I don't know. But he was a he was a big recruit too. Yeah, he's got sick like man. I think at least Moon is an interesting athlete and he stands up all the time. Oh, he gets uh, fucking moved around though. He gets I he don't. gets moved big time. Yeah, I know. It's it's a bad group. It's just we're talking with these guys. Yeah. Like, I let's just talk with the linebackers. Fuck it. Okay. There's like, a lot I, of obviously, did you have a draftable edge? No, I me, don't. You can't. Me neither. Um, lot- it just feels wrong not talking about SEC edges. I know. Right? Well, it's not our fault. There's an unlearned recruit. It's not our fault. Okay, <laughs> let's do linebackers. There's tons of them. Um, Dylan Moses is hasn't really hasn't played since 2018, but he's yeah. uh, if the draft were today, I have a hard time seeing him not being a top 15 pick. Uh, yeah, probably. I I have a first round grade on him. Me I too. don't have that top 15, but that's I don't give out a lot of those in the summer. I have six first round uh, grades. He's one of them. Yeah, so that's that's highly compliment. Um, what's the hole in Moses's game? He's so safe. Like yeah, he, that's what I like. Like he's the the fact that he's a really great athlete, and that's not even something I think about with him. Because when I think of Dylan Moses, I think about his ability to read keys, diagnose yeah. read keys, and uh, like just dominate his instincts. At, like I don't yeah. Know. He's just, he's really safe. He, he's he got yes. the big range. He's fluid in coverage. The fact that him and Micah Parsons are in the same class is ridiculous. I would say the difference there is, like, Micah Parsons is going to make more holy fuck plays. Where yes, Dylan definitely. Moses is never making the wrong play. I don't know if that makes yeah. sense. And, I, and for that reason, I kind of have Parsons over Moses. He's just The upside's here. more, yeah. I mean, yeah. The like they're both ridiculous. Most years they're both number one linebackers in the class. Yeah, Parsons more. I guess the only the only thing you worry is the injuries, but that's yeah. Whatever. 
And like with Parsons, he's more of you can get more chess piece roll out of him. Where Moses is just like the perfect mic. Yeah, exactly. Like some team just needs a mic. Like he's and a CJ Moses. Moses. He's like yeah, and they're gonna be really happy. Where with Parsons, that pick is gonna be more exciting, and it's gonna be splashier come uh, April, May, or June. And <laughs> you know, it's gonna get the fan base more pumped. But Moses is every bit as good of a football player. Yeah, he's yeah. No, he just his his ability to impact. Like, his IQ is just off the charts. And, again, the fact yeah. that, like, that's, to me, what sticks out with him is the instincts, you, the you IQ. You could tell he's he's just, he knows football. Yeah, and but also considering that, like, he's also a really great athlete. And that's, again, that's not even something I think about with him because these uh, the intangibles part of playing yep. linebacker stick out. Uh, who's your second linebacker? I mean, a big drop-off. I don't have any day two grades, do you? Oh, are you on crack? Wait, who am I missing? Nick Bolton? I Nick no, Bolton's I, I a first-round pick. That's my take. Really? Okay. I don't have a first-round grade, but I think he, he's got a really good chance of showing up. Ending up a first-round pick. He is my number three linebacker in the class behind Parsons and Moses. He's my number two linebacker in the SEC. I I like him. I, I think he's a little tight, though. He is he is an aggressive motherfucker. He is. Flies he, to the, football. the motor... The motor and the physicality are the awesome. energy. He's yeah. a little small. Yeah. He reminds me of Eric Kendricks, where it's like just the build is very similar. Where he's a little shorter and not stocky. A lot, a lot of these guys actually after Moses are kind of like six foot two thirty ish. It's kind of funny. Yeah, I guess yeah, because KJ Britt is too. Um, yeah, I, I see. I, I have a draft one him. I just I I don't see the Bolton is uh, downhill explosive. I sort you watch the Tennessee game, some of the plays he's making, mm-hmm. and I think he's got good instincts. His coverage skills are a bit of a question. Like I I think he, uh, I guess yeah. you you mentioned tight. I guess he's not like the he's hips. not. Yeah, especially if you watch a guy like Moses or Parsons and then him. Um, which like I did from Moses to Bolton, yeah. He's not, yeah, he's not like a, a ultra fluid guy. He's fine, I think. Dropping his own dropping, like you're not going to ask him to man up. I don't think with anyone, uh, but I, I, I don't know. I really, really like him. I just the, uh, the, the instincts, the, the downhill physicality, and the nonstop motor. He's just, he's always busy. He's always looking for work. He's always, mm-hmm. he sifts through trash really well too. Mm-hmm. Like I, I have a, I have a fourth on him. Um, so like. I don't think it's just see him go. Yeah, there. I just, uh, you know, I am. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, okay. (laughs) So we're not even that far away. I have a swinging pendulum on a, some days I'll just love these unathletic linebackers and some days I'll be like, he's not unathletic. You're, I'm sorry, sir. I'm not saying he's unathletic, but you know what I mean? Just, just in the summer, not. That's fair. I, yeah, I'm not saying he's, he's, like a fucking. By the way, apparently Michael Parsons was a four four three. That's that'd be insane. Yeah, I, I'm not saying he's a bumbling four seven nine or whatever guy. I'm just just saying. Stop comparing I like him to, to Ben on... Boulware. <laughs> just who's your, who's your next I, one? Who's your third linebacker? I I, I got Monty Rice. Who, I Monty uh, Rice is safe. Yeah, exactly, and I I think he's like a decent athlete, not not great at all. Good tackle. Um, another guy who, who's like six foot two thirty five, and he's not long, so that could get some he's issues with tackling. He's my fourth. Okay. I think high floor. I think he's a backup linebacker in the NFL for yeah. a while. I like KJ yeah, Britt I, a lot, though. I, I have Britt after. Yeah, I think KJ Britt offers a lot of upside because he's f- 
He flies as in the run. Like he'll miss some tackles because he's so aggressive. But he he's died, downhill. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He's got a lot of Auburn linebackers over the years. The last couple of years under Kevin Steele have been like that big time downhill thumper in the run game. But I think he's got more twitch and explosiveness to him. Uh, a little more range See, to I, him. And okay. he, right. he's just really aggressive. I, like, I think he, he's an early day three guy for me right now. All right. No, I, I got him, like, uh, but, mid-day three. I, I, like, I think I think Moses is obviously a first-round Pro Bowl you. linebacker. I think Nick yeah. Bolton is a, uh, a clear top 100 plug-and-play like, linebacker. I think, and I think KJ Britt can n- be a starter in the league. Okay, I, I'm not as high on Britt as you. Just the um, way like, he showed up against LSU and that Auburn defense as a whole showed up, but yeah, some of the plays he made in the run game, I just I don't know, I fell in love. Like I, I quickly going back to Bolton, like I think like if he was in last year's class, he probably would have been a top one hundred pick. Um, why not this? Nothing year's to class? say. I'm, I'm just saying, like, I'm complimenting him, yeah. I'm not saying he's not. I'm just saying it's so far away. Uh, uh, who else Did you, you watch Jabril Cox? The North Dakota State transfer to LSU. I did. He's interesting. interesting. But I think he is lacking instincts. Yes. And he and doesn't get off blocks a, very well. Yes. And he's not a great tackler for no. a guy that's... He moves But the athleticism, yeah. yeah. See, yeah. and that's why I would, and he plays really hard, and I would have loved to see him that going from North Dakota State to to the SEC. Dallas. Yeah, that's awesome. It's, it'd be, it would have been really fun. Um, but yeah, definitely, just the instincts are mad. He's more of a a chaser than a yeah. Than a that's a really really good way to describe him. Yeah, which again, we we see so many of these FCS guys that are clearly just really good athletes and better than most. <laughs> like a better athlete than a lot of offensive players, you, you know, like the, the yeah. Kyle Duggars and the Jeremy Chance, whatever. So you just see a lot of those guys. So where maybe their instincts aren't finely tuned, and uh, but the, the athleticism is there. Yeah, no, he like he because of that athleticism, and he dominates his level of competition. You could like I I don't think he's a top one hundred guy. Um, I think he's a day three guy, and obviously you could develop those physical skills. I, again, it would have been great to see him play in the SEC and see he how, could how he big could a jump it was. yeah. He could have been a big riser if he uh, yeah. if he gets a season. Linebacker class is really cool this year. Yeah, it's not bad. I, I think I mean Parsons and Moses are uh, awesome, and then after that, I think you're higher than a lot of guys than me. Than me. Um, sorry, I love the Surratt family. My bad. I got this right. Yeah, I guess you're maybe you're right. There's a lot of cool guys. Like they're, they're like I'm, they, like even like Chaz Surratt, Jaw, Joe, Dang, Dang, yeah, Dang's really cool. Like they're just fun. Di- all shapes Even and like sizes. Osai. Yeah. Yeah. My boy Jahal Woods. Um, do you want to jump the corners? Yeah. Uh, quite a few of them here, too. I I think I'm going to end up lower on some of these guys than the consensus. Okay. Okay. First of all, you're always lower on Alabama co- corners than uh, than big media. So I, so I, Sertan, like, Pat- I like Patrick Sertain a lot, but I loved his dad, okay. so maybe that's why. Yeah, I do. Okay, we'll start. He's my he's my number one. Yeah, I, I mean he's really athletically gifted. He's really six fluid. two two or three, mm-hmm. like the perfectly built. Yeah. yeah, he's really fluid. Um, in just, yeah, I think he's like more fluid than explosive. Like, yeah, like 
with it's just I thought he's, he's such easy moving hips. Yeah. And I thought yeah. he looked really good playing both off zone and off man. Yeah. I do question his press a little bit. He's not the most physical guy. No, like, and, and it like, shows up a bit as a run defender. Uh, it's like, yeah, his willingness kind of up and down sometimes with that. Especially when you like coming off a guy like Sean Wade, who's super willing mm-hmm. last week. And uh, but my my main concern was sometimes I felt his ball skills need improvement. And, okay. Um, just his ability to to locate. And make a play kind of was like again not huge huge questions, um, but like he's my number three corner behind Farley and Wade, uh, and okay. I, I like if the draft were today he's a first round guy for me I would say. Um, I, I I don't have ESPN Plus, but I think McShay had him going second overall to Washington in his latest mock. Yeah, no, yeah, me too. <laughs> what the hell? I know. McShay probably. Uh, um, yeah, because they only show the first two picks. It was Lawrence in the name. I was like, okay. I want to see the whole mock, but I couldn't find it anywhere. We're too poor. And he spent plus $4,000 now or something. So Yeah, 4000 <laughs> Clean $4,000. Um, but yeah, no, like he, I think the athletic upside is yeah, really impressive there. Like it, it's going to be hard for him not to be a first round pick at some point. You know? Yeah. Uh, who With else? the pedigree and the size. Who else yeah, do you sorry. like? Okay. Least surprising thing, Rob. I have a little bit of a cross on Israel Mukamu. I think he is so overrated. I know you would. I I knew we we're gonna. I was gonna love him, and you're gonna hate him. I think he's yeah. gotta move to safety. He might be. I which I, I don't mind. I like first he's of all, got, so for the for the yeah. Go ahead. Well, he's six four. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> that's why I love him. He, yeah. He's not very good in man coverage. I don't think he's that explosive. He's got great ball skills. Yes. And pretty good hips for a guy that big, but yeah, no, like he's high cut definitely. So that that's gonna be like on the in breaking on the quicker guys. I just, like he's gonna struggle there. Yeah, like I thought he looked so raw to me, and just he he couldn't like. I mean, yeah, he's a Seahawks corner. Like stick him like he's yeah, gotta play right. fucking zone all the time. Yeah, um, yeah. which but I, I, I would like to see him be more. Thing. I want to see him be more aggressive at that size too. I don't know. Really? I just kind okay, of maybe- came away a little disappointed. I thought. Like, he, I don't know. He, I think, like, some, like, I can, I understand what you're saying on press, but I do think he's a physical guy. Like, maybe they don't just press tackles. him enough, but Really? I think he's a solid tackler. I don't no, know. Georgia, I, Georgia, I, Georgia, like, he won the game for them because ball skills are nasty, but. You're nasty, yeah, I know. I, pick I six, know. and then all three of his interceptions were really impressive. I, I think I, he's got I long strider speed. got more upside than him. Okay, I like Horn too, but uh, I'm gonna agree to disagree, and you shouldn't be surprised because he's six four. Yeah, and he's got ball skills, so no. I'm gonna love him. I just think JC. I, I, do, JC I think he's a, more physical too. I prefer yeah, man yeah. cover corners. I think JC Horns. Uh, uh, I don't think either of them are like top 100 guys though. I can see uh, Israel being a, uh, I, I, a top 100 guy. I don't think Horn is, but I, I like him too. Um, he's like he feels like like kind of like just well rounded. Like he's six one. Two hundred five. Yeah, go ahead. I also thought Marco Wilson was disappointing, big time disappointing for me too. Like, like, he's a guy who's people are saying top one hundred first round, and I just I, I, I don't, don't I don't think he, I don't have a draftable grade on him. I also don't right now. Okay, um, I feel better about it now. First of all, he's, he, okay. I love how like all these guys have have NFL ties. By the way, it's, 
Like he's, it's Joe Horn's son. It's Quincy Wilson's little brother, and obviously Patrick Sertan's son. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't know. Like I watched the Florida State game. He was playing nickel most of it. Yeah. He looked he looked tight. He was like, yeah. slipping and yeah. getting cooked. I didn't like any of that. I, like he's not like a he's a fine athlete, but yeah, he's tight hipped. His feet are not very good right now. I don't think he's that aggressive. I I think he really struggles in zone coverage. Yeah, I don't. I didn't like him at all, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I liked I liked Israel. I liked Horn. Uh, did you like Eric Stokes at all? I think he's a, a safety three type dude. Yeah, like, I, I, I kind of he, I feel the same way. He he's like a pretty pretty good hips, pretty good feet. Um, Lots of press and, and yeah. plays it pretty well. Yeah, like he, no ball skills. He's but, a, he's yeah. a guy that I think whether it's a season or not, if he went back, like that would do a lot for him. Uh, yet another year of tape playing corner at Georgia. Opposite him, the kid Tyson Campbell. Campbell. That's he, the guy to watch. That's what. Yes. And now with no season because he was banged up last year, but he's a former five star, and he's got that Six height too. Yeah, and he's so real oily hips. Yeah, like that's the guy who, if there was a season, I would have bet on him being the biggest riser. I I totally agree with you. It's just I didn't get to see him much. Um, I feel like all the games cut for for Georgia. He was hurt. He missed like four games last year. Um, um, yeah, turf toe or something. Yeah, but he, he definitely could be a huge riser. Yeah. He, he needs the, a season. The, he had a really good year last there's year. There's a lot of fun in the in this corner group. Yeah. Uh, anyone else you want to talk nah, about? Nah, I didn't, me neither. No. Uh, jump to safety. I think. I think uh, Richard accounts pretty good. I think he's like a. I have a third on him, and yeah. I think he's safe. Yeah, and I think he's well rounded. Yeah. Yeah, no. Just not he, special at anything. Like, no, I just think like he's a guy who's gonna start for a while. He can, he he play a little bit of single high, which I liked. Um, he he plays it, but I I don't think he's suited for it. I, 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 I don't think he's a great like. I just think that's just a plus that he's he he yeah, plays single high. He's like more of a, a classic two deep safety. Um, yeah, you yeah. He's not like the most explosive guy. Like I'm not super concerned about his athleticism, but he's not gonna wow you or anything. Uh, yeah. I think he's pretty smart. He, like his coverage instincts, yes. I think were the thing that stood out the most to me. Yeah. Um, Physical enough. Um, yeah. I think like good enough in man, like on tight ends. Yeah. I don't think you're gonna match him up on on, on not, slot receivers, but on tight ends, plenty. Yeah. Not like, the, on Pitts, he, he looked fine too. To yeah. And, and like he's doing that. Like he's not the biggest guy, and he's doing that despite the size difference. Yeah. Because uh, he's, he's he's like he plays hard and he's a physical yeah. guy. No, I just I think. The, you you nailed it on the head there. Like their third round, like just safe starting safety. Yeah. Um, not gonna blow you away athletically, but does everything pretty well. Yeah, exactly. I I think he's definitely the top. Did you like anyone else though? Jacoby Stevens, interesting. I was gonna say. What is he a linebacker? That's the question. Six six one two twenty five six foot around there. Not that good um, in coverage. No. But they use him in all sorts of ways. Yeah, which he's is fun. a fun, fun player. Like, maybe, like, I don't, I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't feel comfortable having a man up ever with a slot mm-hmm. or with a tight end. Really, he's That's just not a good sign. He's yet. just not very <laughs> fluid. But he's got good instincts. Uh, come downhill, and he's super aggressive and physical. Yeah, like is he an Eric Reed type type of safety where he's almost playing more like linebacker? You have to have a, a, an idea in mind for him, for sure. Yeah, like, yeah. So, he's a day three guy for me, but... 
Yeah, I agreed. Um, the other safety slash corner, Kerry Vincent, played nickel in safety. And is in the draft um, class now. He was in the draft. I think he's also a day three guy. But he's interesting. He's like, like the feet are quick. He's got some explosion to him, but he just doesn't read routes well. He, he's, he's pretty raw there. Um, and probably in the NFL, he's a, he's a nickel full-time. Yeah. But flashes the versatility. So kind of like that. You see some of the quickness. So he's interesting. He I think he needed the year, though. But yeah. Can I bang the table for my special team stud? <sighs> of course. Tyree Gillespie from Missouri. <laughs> my guy. Fucking sticks all his tackles. And he's physical. And I like him. And he's well-built. Yeah, kind of... Like we mentioned, it, it's a little slimmer than usual, it feels well, like. Because normally we're, we have a bunch of, like you mentioned earlier, like four-star and five-star guys take that big leap this year. and we're not, yeah. maybe not. No, we're getting it. Sankey says yes. Season is a go. Okay. Thank you, Sankey. Quickly, SEC Offense Player of the Year for the season. Uh, That's not happening. I know, I know. Uh, struggled a bit. Uh, I'll say Najee Harris. Okay, I think it's between him and Jamar Chase and... Else, you're well, just gonna give Jamar Chase that Amari Cooper feed the ball season. Not Lane Kiffin gave Amari Cooper. Yeah, but I, I, if if there's a season, Chase is probably not gonna play. I don't think. I don't know. We'll see. What no, happens. he wants to get that stock up, baby. Uh, <laughs> SEC defensive player of the year. I, it's between Moses and Stingley for me. I I just picked Moses because whatever. There's no season. Who cares? Tyree Gillespie. <laughs> <laughs> who's who's going to win the Natty, though? Uh, sorry, the, well, the Natty, basically. I would have had Alabama over Georgia. I do, too. Uh, Florida pushing Georgia for you? Eh. I was pretty excited to see Jamie Newman and Todd Monk in. Yeah, me too. I think that there's, like, Georgia's defense is always so... That's where I, yeah. Yeah. And like, so I feel better, and I, I trust Kirby more. The running back room at Georgia is just full of pros or big recruits versus Florida's got more unknowns at running back. I, and I know they lost all their starters on the outside line, but uh, they'll, they'll still be good, probably. <laughs> like, yeah. And then Florida, if they lose all these receivers, it's gonna it's gonna hurt. Yeah. Anyways, SEC City of the Week: Nashville, Tennessee, home of the Vanderbilt Commodores, the best school in the SEC. Notable Nashville people: Bill Belichick. Did you know that? Because I didn't. Was he born there? Yeah. Uh, That's weird. Yeah. Okay. His, his dad was coaching at Vandy. The, the rest yeah. of the list is, is not surprising. Miley Cyrus, Kelly Clarkson, Ben Folds, Tim McGraw, Willie Nelson, Dolly Parton, Soccer Mommy. I put Ben Folds and Soccer Mommy because they're the only two Nashville bands I listen to because indie rock is cooler than country. Uh, hey, actually, actually, can I can I plug a show I want you to watch with Ben Folds? I thought it was, you were going to plug the TV show Nashville from a couple years ago on NBC. <laughs> okay, that too. Uh, Christian Chenoweth was in that. She starred. I, I don't know if she was in that. I think she was. No, you're the worst on FX. Ben the best. Is it? Yeah, he, he's in it like, like for the last two seasons. Okay, that's all you have. As I himself. love Ben Folds. As himself, and he's pretty funny. Is he saying? Uh, yeah, he does. Oh, fuck yeah. Love Ben Folds. Uh, also, Taylor Swift, Shania Twain, and uh, the king of Boo. the guitar, Jack White. Boo. But he's actually from Twain. Jack White's actually from Detroit, but he lives in Nashville. Um, yeah, because music. Yeah, get, yeah, we get it. And then notable Vanderbilt alumni. There, this is the more fun part. Jay Cutler. Of course. David Price. Will Purdue. They got studs in all three sports, baby. 
Dirks Bentley. That's a country singer. Okay. Chris yep, Chris Stapleton, also a country singer. That's a that's a country singer. And Al Gore. I didn't know. That's the most interesting one. Yeah. I guess he's got that that draw a bit, right? Yeah, an inconvenient truth. <laughs>